I'm Jack Kennedy, and we're here to bring you the latest in MMA. My name is Hunter Boss, and what the boss says goes. What is up, everyone? My name is Keaton McNamara, and you already know what time it is. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MMA Island Podcast. I am Jack Kennedy here with Keelan McNamara and Hunter Boss. And today we have a very special guest joining us. It is Garrett Armfield. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, of course. Thank you guys for having me, man. Absolutely. Well, first thing I wanted to ask is we saw you have an electric debut in the UFC earlier this year. Do you have any fight news, any any movement that that you could announce to us? Uh, no, no, nothing as of yet. Um, I don't know if you guys heard, but I was supposed to fight uh, like last week on October, October 29th, the Vegas card. And then um, I actually had a MRSA staph infection like 10 days oh. before. And oh. so um, I had to pull out, which unfortunately, but uh, after 20 days of antibiotics, it has finally cleared up and I'm back to training a little bit this past week, but next week, definitely full go 100%. That's good. That's it's good, good to hear. Who was your uh, scheduled opponent? Uh, Christian Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He called for that fight, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Of course. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. He fought, uh, he and a buddy Josh Weems on like short notice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, uh, he ended up winning the fight. So, uh, after watching the fight, even though it ended in the first round, I really liked my matchup or my style against his. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't know if they're going to try to come back and try to, um, Schedule that one. Sorry, guys. Try. No, no, no worries. So good. so good. Sorry. This is the kind of stuff good. we love on here. <laughs> uh, all right. Cool. Perfect. Awesome. Great. Great. All right. But yeah, yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, he looked good in this fight too. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. All right. We're good now. <laughs> all right. Cool. Excellent. Garrett, my question for you is, obviously, you have the beautiful flag of St. Louis, Missouri behind you. One of my new favorite flags, by the way. I'm just making that clear. <laughs> hey, obviously, Garrett, Missouri, Missouri has a lot of MMA royalty that has come from there and continues yes. to come from there. Guys like Michael Chandler, guys like Tyron Woodley. What's it like fighting out of such a distinguished place? Yeah, um, it's cool because there's not a lot of us, you know. Uh, especially like coming out of Missouri, um, it's like it's it's crazy going from like a small town and making it to the big stage. Like starting out with like coming from a town from like five thousand people, and like all of us kind of start from like humble beginnings, like small towns. Yeah. Like Michael Chandler was from an even smaller town, like and I think it was like High Ridge or Cedar Hill, or small little country town. And it's just like just like through hard work alone, you know, you finally eventually find your way to wherever your goal is at. But uh, not only uh, I Jackie Buckley is from st louis as well michael johnson is from st louis um michael johnson michael johnson and i actually went to the same elementary school obviously during different times wow but yeah. um yeah so it's kind of crazy how it all turns out but there's a uh, there's quite a few of us evan elder um and then dustin lampros who will hopefully be in the ufc soon yeah you know just the st louis boys you know from the midwest all we got to do like the only thing we can do is just like fight people i guess <laughs> like we don't got the beach or the mountains to go to we just gotta you know scrap absolutely 
Nice. Sure. Uh, I'm putting my kid in that elementary school. If if <laughs> if that's yeah, what it, it yeah, produces yeah. UFC <laughs> fighters, man, I might. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Gegi Elementary. We got it. It's probably a little bit different now, but so I don't know, man. Those recesses, those kids' fight club, <laughs> teachers were throwing bets on us like nobody's business. Yeah, <laughs> the jungle gym is really, really king. Jungle, of jungle gym over is there. where it's at. Yeah, make some as real as it gets. As real as it gets, they say. Of course, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, kind of spinning off of that, how did you get into the sport? How did you uh, start training MMA? Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, my parents put my brother into karate. I think it was more of like a discipline thing. Uh, he was kind of an asshole as a kid. <laughs> and then next thing you know uh like i'm the youngest of five kids and all of us actually did karate together that was like oh that's our awesome. family. yeah 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 so it was like our family my mom and dad did it too and uh i agree with that like 90s early 2000s karate family whenever karate was big and uh we were like fighting over the dinner table with like the last like chicken wing <laughs> pretty much how i was um no but the gym was owned by uh kickboxers as well so like it was a karate studio, but its owners were guys that competed in like the 60s and 70s, 70s and 80s, not 60s. But um, so then I had the kickboxing class on the side during the karate classes and uh, my brother started doing it. And like I always wanted to be like my bigger brother. And so uh, like I followed suit and I got my first pair of boxing gloves when I was like eight years old. And um, all I did was just do bag work over and over and over again, because like obviously I ate like they didn't really let you spar yet until you're a little bit older. And so, like, I did that. That was, like, my escape, I guess. Like, I didn't really need an escape, but it was my escape. Like, it was it was not so much my escape. It was more so, like, my happy place. It was, like, the, it's, like, my constant in life uh, was, like, the dojo or, like, the karate school or the kickboxing gym, whatever you want to call it. Um, so, like, I would literally, like, in middle school, uh, they had this after-school bus called the activity bus. And I will take the activity bus and, like, I would lie to the bus driver and be like, oh, yeah, my family lives in this apartment complex over here. You know, like, we live, like, way out in sticks. And so just so I could, like, get dropped off and then walk over to the karate school mm-hmm. after middle school and just go and hit the bag for, like, two hours before class mm-hmm. started. Uh, you know, it was always an obsession. As soon as I got my driver's license, I was driving up there on Sundays. I somehow got a key. Like, I figured it out. It was always training. Um, and so uh, my brother, you know, did MMA as well. And so I just always like expected myself to do MMA. It was always in the plan. There was never a plan B for it. It was never like, oh, you know, maybe I'll do this, but maybe I'll do that. No, it was always MMA. You know, it's it's uh, it's my true passion. So um, as soon as I turned 18, I took my first amateur fight, went well. Uh, and then I went to school at Missouri State University. So I left my hometown of St. Louis, went to Springfield, which is like three hours uh, southwest. Uh, competed there as an amateur for about three and a half, four years, then turned professional. Um, had three professional fights under them. And then after I was done with school, it was like the first time in my life I've never had uh, school holding me to a certain spot. Like I've never had anything tying me down to a certain city. So I was like, hell, I want to get out and travel. So that's how I ended up in South Florida was, you know, one just like the urge to travel. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I love that story. Um, but what can fans expect to see who maybe have never seen you fight before? What do they expect to see when you enter and watch a uh, Garrett Armfield fight? Oh, I like to fight. Like, mm-hmm. I don't dance around and run around in points bar. Like, I'm one of those crazy dudes that I don't mind getting hit if it means I can hit you. So mm-hmm. I like to come forward and I like to control the center. 
So uh, you can you've seen that in uh, a lot of my fights. If you not just watch like UFC fight, like we were standing uh, right in front of each other. Yeah. Uh, but like in all of my uh, my regional shows, UFC five pass shows, I've, I'm always been one to push the pace. I'm a high volume striker and I'm mean. Nice. Listen, Garrett, obviously you ply your trade at 135 pounds very well, might I add. So I kind of have to ask you, and it's a bit of a baiting question, but Sean O'Malley, Peter Yam, how did you score it? Because we kind of descended into civil war on this podcast about yeah. who, who lost. How did you score it? Um, That one, let's see. I thought, when I first watched it, I thought Peter Yan won because I'm a big Peter Yan fan. So, of course, there's some bias to that. And then uh, I actually went back and watched it a second time. And it was kind of like, all right, well, where do we, I'm, I'm sure you've heard this like in other arguments as well. Like, where do we value the takedowns? Exactly. Like, what point of that, you know? Yep. Um, I don't know, but at the same time, Peter Yan was the one that was controlling the cage and kind of setting the pace. Uh, he looked like the champion in there. Um, and it kind of looked like Sean O'Malley like, knew he was getting defeated, if that makes sense. Like, he wasn't defeated because he obviously won and he kept up the entire freaking fight. Yeah. But, um, Split decision is correct, but I figured it was going to be Peter Yan. But I couldn't take it away from Sean O'Malley either. Like, I can see why they would score it for him. And Sean O'Malley got my respect 100% for that fight because we all didn't know who he was, like, what he had, if he had that dog in him. Never did. Never knew. Like, he's always fought dudes that were uh, smart matchups for him. So when he fights the number one contender and goes out there and performs well, like, hats off to him. Um how he'll do against like Algerman Sterling. We don't know. We'll see. Yeah. That's, that's what we were kind of thinking too, is, is like, despite the result, you know, whether you had it going gone or Sean O'Malley, he proved he deserved to be in that top five. Like he, he performed so well. Oh, 100%, you know? Yeah. Going from fighting dudes that aren't even ranked (laughs) to jumping up to, or besides, uh, what, Pedro Munoz. Yeah. Yeah. Which that ended no contest, but from going unranked fighting, all these dudes to the number one most dudes fold in that situation oh yeah especially in a in a crowd that's uh cheering for jan yeah, yeah. that's something people forget a lot as well that was a very hostile crowd too yeah 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 because um I, I that area they i'm sure they support russians uh like jan it's like probably more like uh it's obviously closer to them yeah but they're like booing O'Malley, you know? Yeah. Yeah. First time I've seen in a while O'Malley get booed, you know? He's yeah, always right? a fan favorite. He's always a fan favorite, you know? Yeah. And, but um, I kind of like how I, I like his style. I think he's a smart businessman. He brands himself very well. And he also is like bringing in a new um, crowd of people, like a new age demographic, kind of like with Jake Paul. I like Jake Paul. I F with him. I think he's doing great <laughs> things. I, a lot of people hate on him. Seriously, I think he's doing great things for the sport. He's bringing in eyes that, like, you'd never see. Like, all, like, the YouTubers, like, the 10-year-olds are now getting involved. They're loving MMA just because they have somebody that they've watched growing up. Now they're like, oh, it's Jake Paul. Like, yeah, of course we're going to watch him. Hmm. Yeah. Look, I, I think it's hard to argue with that, especially now after the whole uh, Anderson Silva thing. Even if you're upset that Anderson Silva lost, which I think – a lot of MMA people were, including myself, but it, you have to. I definitely it. was. You have to respect it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you have to respect it. Yeah. A question like, I had for you. Oh, sorry. No, you go ahead. 
I ha- I had a question for you. I don't know if you've been following this, but this upcoming fight night, five people have missed weight for the fight night. You made weight like a professional in your UFC debut. What have you? What's the toughest weight cut you've had to go through, and just what do you think about you know seeming an increasing trend in people missing weight in the UFC? Yeah, I guess it has been an increasing trend. Yeah, yeah I guess you never really noticed that until it ha- it's people are missing weight a lot more now than they were five years ago. Yeah. Um, mine was a weight class above. I fought at featherweight, and I don't walk around very heavy, and so it was like, I don't know, like I sweated for two minutes, took a dump, and I was on weight. Like that's what it was. Yeah. Um. I don't really know. Um, I've never had an issue making weight. I've never really been there where I was like, oh, no, no, if I'm, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Like, I've always made it past it with flying colors and, like, with still a shit ton of energy. So, um, you know, that's a that's very interesting. What do you guys think? What do you guys think that trend's coming from? I think people are more reluctant to be able to forfeit some of their purse. I don't know. Uh I want to say they're just less professional nowadays. I think back then when you were a UFC fighter, it meant more because there were really less organizations where you can go to and still get paid like the UFC used to do. So I don't know. It's it's, it's a tough, tough question. Yeah. 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 It's very, it's a very interesting question actually, Garrett, because I think there's a lot of reasons for it. Now I'm going to, I'm going to start this off by being very clear and saying I'm not a professional fighter. So I'm in no way inclined to criticize people for what they do and how they prepare. That's not my realm to question, but I, I do think Hunter's on to something there. I think if you look at someone like Conor McGregor as an example, uh, whenever he was coming up, you know, obviously he drained himself to make 145 pounds because I mean, if you look at what he's like now, it's not the same person. And I, I think like the problem is. Yeah, I mean, the guy could fight Francis Ngannou right now, and knowing him, he probably will. But I think there's a lot of people who are just unwilling to make the weight, and they're unwilling to sacrifice in the same way they used to be. I don't know if it's maybe a fighter pay thing or an exposure thing, maybe. I don't know what the reason is, but it is a very clear trend, and it's something that is worth asking about, I think. Yeah. Um. Sorry. Um. You know, I don't think it's a uh, fighters aren't as professional as they um, because uh, yeah, there's a lot of organizations out there, but there's a lot more competitors now than there was before. Yeah. So making it to the UFC was literally the hardest thing I've ever had to accomplish in my entire life. I it was way harder than I ever thought it was going to be, and so I don't think it is a lack of professionalism. Um, a lot of times um it's down to like a science now to like where like fighters are able to put on the most amount of mass and cut the most amount of weight and then be able to rehydrate and regain regain that but at the same time that's also a uh it's more of a coin flip now mm-hmm. you know it's uh they have like now they're including like all of these variables into it which you would figure they'd have it down better but um now it used it used to be just like starve yourself completely and try to make try to cut all the water, um, and then you feel like shit the next day. So I feel like now athletes are trying to do it correctly while still feeling great the next day and getting ready to compete. Um, so it may have to do with something like along like along the lines of that, where like they just didn't 
calculate everything correctly or they didn't um or it was like you said it's like it's a gamble a lot of times for a lot of fighters um you know it's interesting especially like like uh when you go back with, with like hazmat missing weight hitting at 180 pounds and he didn't give a shit yeah he didn't care at all and he didn't have to lose any of his any of his purse because they canceled that fight and he fought somebody else instead um so i feel like it's it's probably both of that as well again with the 20 percent purse um because uh, I, I read a stat it was like last time there was four fighters that came in heavy all four of the heavy fighters won so say you say you're fighting for twenty thousand dollars to show twenty thousand dollars to win and you lose twenty percent of your purse so now you're down uh what now you're down five grand four thousand huh yeah eight thousand dollars out of that huh yeah if it's 20 to show 20 to win assume you get 40 grand 10 percent of that's what four thousand dollars so 20 would be eight grand out of that then yeah yeah that so like say if you didn't win your fight and you only made twenty thousand dollars um and so that would be four grand gone, right? Yeah. So if you win, if you come in a little heavy and you have to give up a little bit of weight, and you only have to give up, now you give up eight grand, but now you're still walking away with more than if you lost. I don't know if that's it. Maybe they're seeing more of like a risk reward, but I, at the same time, no fighter ever sits there and says that they're going to miss weight on purpose yeah. just for more money. Do you think the punishment isn't severe enough for missing weight? No, I think it's not. I think it should be. Um, I think there should be. Like, I think you should. If you miss once, um, maybe if you miss twice, you should be forced up a weight class. Depends how much Ooh, you miss by. It's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, should, I actually like that. That's a good idea. Yeah. If somebody keeps missing weight, why keep letting them fight? And then you're going to screw over the opponents. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Plus, like, yeah like, it's like an Aspen Lab thing. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a different story. That girl just, I, she just, also, again, if you're a girl, it's way harder to make weight. That is they, true. They, that is true. They, they retain water, you know? Yeah. A lot more than guys do. Yeah. But, yeah. Cool. Maybe uh, higher percentages. Like, I kind of like the, if you miss by like one pound, then it's 20%. If you miss by like three to five pounds, then it's 30%. And if you miss more than that, then it's like half your purse. Those yeah. the other guys. I don't think any of it should go back to the UFC. I don't think it should be like, oh, you have to give up 30%, 15% to the UFC, 15% to you. Like, no, give it all to the opponent. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. they're the one taking the risk at the end of the day. Yeah. We're taking all the risks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, but just kind of referencing back to your last fight, to five days notice, short notice fight, what can fans expect from a full fight camp, Garrett Armfield? Oh, uh, definitely better condition. Um, you know, I'm not making excuses at all for like my condition, my last fight. But whenever I got the phone call, I was actually kind of drunk. I was, uh, I was <laughs> yeah, right. It's Fourth of July weekend. I was at home, yeah. had a happy hour with my dad. I uh, went back. Uh, we got back home. I was riding around my nephew's little dirt bike, and then I got a phone call from my manager, and it was like, "Oh, hey, can you be in Vegas tonight?" And I was like. Yep, <laughs> like of course, <laughs> like, hell yeah. Oh man, but um, 
you know, just uh, better game planning for that fight. I didn't game plan. I was like, I don't want to think about it. I just want to go in there and fight, you know, like yeah. looking yeah. back at it, I wish I would have game planned because that was a very winnable fight for me. Um, but, you know, better conditioning maybe. But at the at the end of the day, like I have a dog in me that likes to stand and, that stand and fight. And so that's what you're going to see. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a would you rather question for you now today. Um, Since your first fight at UFC was at featherweight, we were wondering which which shot you would not like to take more. So would you rather eat a Giga Chikadze kick to the liver or a prime Conor McGregor left hand? Oh, I'd rather take the liver shot. Really? Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to check my brain. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, drop me to the liver. All right, cool. Like, but if, I don't want to, like, I don't know. I don't want to get knocked out on TV either. That, that's <laughs> fucking suck. Not saying I would get knocked out by it, but, like, my, Conor McGregor. Like, yeah. Conor <laughs> or, like, a Conor McGregor right now or 265. Do you guys actually believe that he's 265 right now? Uh, no. I no, he does not look. No, maybe maybe one eighty-five. I think he's about maybe one ninety, one ninety-five, but he's not two sixty-five. Not even close. No, mm-hmm. dude, dude's five foot nine. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> He'd be like this if he was two sixty-five. There's no, yeah, there's no way he could be that that big. Mm-hmm. He also carries around yeah. a lot of muscle too. It's not really fat. It's like just a, a lot of muscle it's he's putting on. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just know that he's not in the USADA pool either. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. 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 Which, shit. You know, don't blame him. Weird. Get, get freaking jacked. Yeah. He's been filming movies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like this big steroids. I feel. I'm pretty sure, like all actors take steroids at some, like some form of steroids. Oh yeah. They, yeah. Oh, yeah. they all are. Uh, They'll like go through like complete body transformations within like four months just to make like look good for the role. Yeah. Or like fill a specific, uh, specific like actor description or character description. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, definitely. Jack, what would you rather take? Kick to Me? the liver or uh, to the left hand by Connor? Uh, well, they both would suck. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want to argue with the professional fighters answer, right? <laughs> uh, but I kick to the liver would just shut me down completely. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll just be different. I'll take Conor left hand. Also, just to say that I could I I got knocked out by a Conor McGregor left hand. I feel like there's some pride I could take with that, you know. That's true. <laughs> Probably like a marketing aspect too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. As you, I got knocked out by Conor McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to like become the next Jeremy Stevens, you know, and then Fair just point. get roasted on TV constantly. I take the kick to the liver just so yeah. I don't get bombarded for the rest of my like life. Yeah, I guess like less people are gonna see it. Yeah, yeah. And like, if you like you take a liver shot, you can like take a knee and be like, ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you win. <laughs> yeah, Keelan, what about you? Oh boy, that's an interesting question. It's basically, would I rather my liver explode or have my teeth knocked out? Um, 
I spent way too long getting these teeth good with braces and stuff. That was a painful <laughs> life experience. I'll talk about that later. <laughs> or it's basically have my liver shut down on live TV. Oh boy, that's a tough decision. Maybe, maybe pee blood for a day or two. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's basically, like that. Like Garrett, we had a debate a while ago. Would we rather get kicked by Joe Rogan in the nuts or take an uppercut from Francis Ngannou? And this <laughs> is what this is like again for me. <laughs> Did you guys ever watch that? Uh, the most latest Jackass. Yeah. Oh my god. Way too much. Yes. That's enough. Way too much. Even the softball player when she was throwing the oh how about the bowling? The bowling one where he's just sitting (laughs) on the bowling lane? No. (laughs) What did it what did it for me was seeing the uh seeing that guy have like a panic attack whenever the uh like the bear came into the room, they covered him with honey. They have a full blown panic attack. Like this dude's like he's probably scarred now mentally. Oh yeah. Oh, oh. God. If I was drenched in honey and had what I think it was salmon, like yeah, near my salmon. nuts. And there was a grizzly bear in the room. No, like no. you catch me never hanging out with those friends again. That's yeah, <laughs> no friends. I probably like smack the bear on the nose or some shit. Oh mm. my gosh. Yeah, are you a big jackass fan? Am I a big jackass fan? Um, I was before they went all demented on us. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. 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 Oh, that was you, brutal. yeah. I don't know. Maybe like, maybe that's where like humanity is headed. Is that like, it's just never going to be enough. You just got to get more and more effed up. Yeah. That last that movie showed that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but to go back to the question, I'm going to, I'll probably take the liver kick and kind of try and live with that. You know, I, I spent way too long trying to get myself to this average condition that I find myself in now. So nice Oh, thank you very much. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's all good. It's all good. And no, I'll take the liver kick. And like you said, worst case scenario, you can take a knee and take a TKO if you really have to. But if I'm getting a left hand to the face, you know, I'm probably going out. Yeah. 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 Well, roasted on forever. So. Yeah. Yeah, it never end. Garrett, thank you so much for joining us today. Great podcast, guys. As always, make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. You can listen to us everywhere, literally everywhere, including iTunes and Spotify. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Garrett on Instagram. And Garrett, thank you again so much for joining us today. Great podcast. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. You know, I'd love to be back sometime. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. We'd love to have you.